Welcome to Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Osdell, and this is episode 783, heading closer really quickly to episode 800. And Carcon Carne tonight is sponsored by Sopal Solar. Now's the time. The year is winding down, which seems weird to say, but the year is winding down, which means which means the tax credits you can get from switching to solar will expire by the end of the year. They'll go away between federal and local tax credits. You can save over 45% on getting solar installed at your place. Achieve cost certainty for what may be the first time ever. Brent Sopel, former Chicago Blackhawk, amazing hockey player, is going to help you get there. Go to his website, Sopel, S-O-P-E-L, solar.com. Fill out the form. You'll get an evaluation. If you go solar, nothing out of pocket, and you can start saving right after the, the panels are installed. SopalSolar.com. It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Ostel. Carcon Carne is also sponsored by this book, 90 Days in the 90s, written by my friend Andy Fry. It is 90 Days in the 90s, a rock and roll time travel story, the ultimate novel about the 90s music scene here in Chicago, which was pretty awesome and worthy of an awesome fiction book. Join record store owner Darby as she heads back to the 90s through the magic of the gray line, time-traveling cta train that takes her back to her carefree 20s she soaks everything up the pop culture and all the nostalgia you could ever imagine imagine going back and seeing some of those shows at places like lounge acts and metro back in the 90s if you want to learn more if you want to get a copy of this book signed go to 90daysinthe90s.com or if you just want a copy of the book period go to amazon or wherever you buy books I'm feeling great. Let's do it. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great, too. The Toadies are back in <laughs> Chicago. Toadies are back this Sunday. It's the Rubberneck 25th anniversary show. Never too late for the 25th anniversary. Uh, former Carcon Carney guest, the Reverend Horton Heat, also on the bill, playing liquor in the front, poker in the back. The Toadies this Sunday. Donnie Blair, the bassist for the Toadies, is uh, joining me over the phone. And let's let's start with Rubberneck. The 25th anniversary came out in 1994. Uh, the anniversary tour, obviously sidelined by the pandemic yeah. how, does, how does it feel to get out and actually get this done now god amazing um it's just one of those things that we you know like our senior vaden says every night we um we don't know if any of this would ever happen again you know i think right. bands didn't think it the audience did i mean me as an audience member are like well shows are gone no one knew you know i mean and We've all gone through the same thing. We all had our own fears, our own anxieties. And I think with musicians, especially, we all had our own anxieties of God, you know, even if it does come back, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? You know, and it's just, uh, it was one of those things that we just had to keep delaying it a few times just to make it safe. You know, we didn't feel right um, going out and giving people a thing to get together when there wasn't good, uh, wasn't good ways to uh, actually gather at that right. point. It was still up in the air, you know? And then I think uh, it was starting to look a little bit better. And then Omicron decides to run down and have its way with everybody, you know? And 
that didn't feel right either. So we're kind of, I was just talking about to Clark about this. We're lucky that, you know, we made a hard, hard decision, but we did it for everyone and our own safety. And now people are coming out. You know, we were afraid that even if we did go out, people wouldn't care. Like, ah, you know, forget those guys. But they're actually coming out in droves. And every the uh, tonight we're in Kansas City, it's sold out. You know, yeah. Metro is already sold out. You know, right. I mean, that's amazing. God, I, I mean, we love Chicago so much. Well, I mean, Especially Chicago loves you. Metro. And <clears throat> I mean, the the impact that Rubberneck had back then and continues to have i mean i remember this was before you joined the band obviously but i mean back in the day toadies were opening up for the red hot chili peppers at the united center i mean that 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 tour like it was this never-ending tour and it was just massive i mean the second you you would hear like away or i come from the water i mean game over in that room i'm sure yeah and that's it is and that's kind of what people are doing now and it's um to see them you know, when we go into those show, those songs right now and they start just kind of freaking out and it's just fun to see that. It's fun to see that in their eyes and in their, their faces like, oh, wow, they're playing it. They're playing this song. This is so cool, you know? Well, I mentioned that you joined the band later in life. You're still technically the new guy, even though it's going on like 15 yes. years. Yes. What, what What was your relationship to that album? before you joined the band, like as a fan, as a fellow musician, how did you perceive that? Oh yeah. I mean, I bought it the same as everybody else did. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things of, I bought it as a fan myself. Um, We would play shows with the guys back in the day. Like my brother and I had a band called Hagfish that uh, we would, uh, it would be, sometimes it would be us and the toadies in the audience watching each other's bands. We were already a fan because we had all their tapes. We had to dig a hole, hope you die. We had the pleather CD. We had velvet tape, everything. And then when Rubberneck came out, we just couldn't believe how freaking good it was. Like, holy shit, did they make a great record? (laughs) You know, right from the minute, right from the word go. You know, they accomplished their goal. You mentioned Hagfish. For my money, Stamp is probably the best song about cunnilingus I ever played on the radio. Thank you very much. We tried. (laughs) Oh, my God. To go back to those days in radio, back when Rubberneck was new, back when Hagfish was doing its thing, like radio felt dangerous and edgy and like it didn't give a fuck back then. I miss those days. Me too. It wasn't people weren't... um... You know, they weren't offended as easily about anything. I mean, I got my start. You're right. That's how I got my start. A song about cunnilingus, you know, or cunnilingus, whichever one you want to call it, you know. But, I mean, Q101 played it. Um, You know, all up the West Coast, they played it. We were going to these cities with, I mean, we were, can we go blue on this, by the way? I I think I already said fucking cunnilingus, so I'll bet it's a rough one. All right. Well, you know, we were basically just my brother and I were two dipshits from a fucking podog town in North in North Texas, you know, and to go into Chicago and golly Chicago, you know, and then people like our band, it's it was just amazing, you know. So and have that with all of our other friends' bands with 
definitely the Toadies, Course of Empire, and Tripping Daisy, and Riverport yeah. Heat. We're all kind of doing it. And again, all of us were just dipshits from Texas. And we're all getting signed to major labels. We're all packing these places out. And it was kind of like, we couldn't believe we were doing this shit. None of us would see each other on the road. And then we'd go back home and see each other and hang out like, what the fuck? Can you believe this? <laughs> well, it, It's so funny that that was happening in Texas because we had the same thing happening in Chicago, probably a year or two yeah. ahead of what was going on there. But it was the same yeah. thing here. Everybody was getting signed. Everyone from the scene would see each other in St. Louis, Kansas City, Los Angeles, because they would all like crisscross getting signed to Capitol and Sony and <laughs> Island. Like yeah. the same thing and to your point, like Tripping Daisy and Course of Empire. Yeah. And it was the same exact situation in a couple of those big markets. Well, and you also had a great scene here with just, I mean, obviously local age. They're some of our good friends that we toured with. Um, God, Triple Fast Action. Sure. That oh band was amazing. Smoking Popes. Ugh, talk about an amazing I'm getting band. chills. Yeah. Th- those were the days. Well, and my brother's band that he's with now, Rise Against, they're from Chicago, you know? So it's, it's got a, you've, you've got a great history. And I've always had the best time in Chicago. You know, so it's just been, it's just one of those things that we're just stoked to be a good part of, you know. So well, you're from, you're, from te- you're from Texas. People from Texas know how to eat. And people in Chicago yeah. want to feed people who aren't from Chicago. So it works out beautifully. It really does. It really does. I mean, as long as there's Wrigleyville, we're good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care. <laughs> You, you mentioned Vaden, Vaden, the the front man, front yes. person of Jimmy. yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, that that voice is one of a kind. Oh my what, god! What, know, what's it like performing with that dude on stage? It's fantastic because I will have. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's hearing that in my ears because we're all on uh, in ears, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I have, you know, I have him screaming, you know, to, I burn. And then I've got Clark on the other side killing it. He does the same thing perfect every night without Bill. And and then the, the best thing of all is I have fucking Mark Resnicek, you know. I have his kick drum in my head and his drums. And it's just like wow. I can't even believe I'm part of this band. You know, it's 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 a it's a really nice thing for me, night after night after night. But my brother was actually talking to uh, oh, uh, Walter Schweifels from Quicksand, you know, and Walter was talking about he had seen some videos of ours recently and he was marveling at how well Vaden's voice sounds. And it sounds amazing. Night after night after night. Still the same. You know, I mean, guys that have been doing it as long as him, their voices don't sound that good. Right. <laughs> It, it really time, time takes a toll on, on all of us except for vaden because he's supernatural i think so dude you know i'm always telling him like your voice sounds amazing dude oh thanks and he's just like oh i appreciate it like no nah, i don't think you understand how <laughs> how rare that is you know i don't think he gets it at all but oh well you know it's it's a truly awesome thing to hear that night after night after night so as you're touring behind rubberneck for the 25th anniversary uh you the toadies gave us a little something to tide us over the damn you all to hell ep which basically songs that didn't fit the last full album which came out yeah five years yeah. ago um 
I, I love it. There's a great down tempo song on this uh, EP called Deep Deep Water. It is a down tempo song, but it is still yeah. so distinctly and very yeah. toadies. Yes. Isn't it a cool song? It love that. When he sent us the uh, demo for that, like, this is so cool and just something different, you know? And it's, I think um, it was one of those that we just kind of leaned into just to do something different because we'd already done Heretics, you know? And um, I think doing play rock music with some of the songs, you know, like Epic Castles and Laments of a Good Man kind of broke open the door for us to try different things, you know? And I think Deep Deep Water is just a perfect example of that. Of like, well, who who's to say what it all has to sound like? It doesn't have to right. sound just loud rock, you know. Heretics is, I just I love that record so much, and I think that broke it open for all of us, you know. And now we've got got a lot of new stuff for the next record we're gonna make. I mean, that's that's the obvious next question: is where do you go from here? This is like a, a, a teaser. This is an appetizer at this point. Um, yeah, for giving a great slow burning song on the EP, but I, I can't help but zero in on the cover. And I know Toadies do covers. I put a spell on you, Heart of Glass, uh, Sound and Vision. Covering David Bowie feels like a ballsy move. Yeah, um, well, Rez, our drummer, is the world's biggest Bowie fan, and it's it felt like it, it wasn't a verse chorus verse song. You know, mm. it was kind of out there and really weird and didn't fit into anything so it's like us you know <laughs> we're like well that's a song for us to cover <laughs> hey, here, I, here i am calling a bowie cover ballsy but you covered i put a spell on you which is a courageous choice as well yeah we do that every night we play that song every night and it's it's funny how we will start it whenever Vaden sings the first line people kind of lose their shit you know and that's kind of the things we've, we've got an idea for a couple of covers for the next record that we might do. Um, we're playing new songs every night. I think tonight we might be playing three new songs. I don't know. Um, we've got it all ready to go. We've got about maybe seven, eight songs that we've awesome. demoed up that are just mind to us. Mind blowing. We just love them. They're so good. You know, we can't wait. Cannot wait. You mentioned play rock music. That was when you joined. Uh, Rattler's, yeah. Re- Rattler's Revival, still a Toadie's live staple. I still love Summer of the Strange. We were talking about doing that again, um, putting it in the set. And it was just, it's a its a fun song to play. Rez and I get to lock in on that and yep. just kind of create a hammer of doom. You know, it's, it's, it's just that- so much fun. Yeah, you, you set that kind of creepy tone in the beginning. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a Rickenbacker with flat wounds on that. It was weird. We had rented it and tuned it down and just played that. I'm like, well, this is cool. You know, just something completely different. So it is a weird song. <clears throat> this is kind of a weird interview to do because, like you said, the Metro show is sold out on Sunday. This is really just a, a life-affirming chat that the Toadies are here kicking ass and there's more new music on the way. Like I'm not, we can't sell tickets tonight by by talking in this podcast. This is really like a ceremonial interview, if, if nothing else. Uh, but I did wanted to ask you real quick before you go, and I know you, you've got you know scant minutes before Toadies take the stage. 
you're a comic book nerd. Total comic book nerd. I mean, my dad would, um, he wouldn't read my brother and I like bedtime stories. He'd read us comics like King Conan or, you know, Dr. Strange, not like even like DC. It would be like weird shit, like Jonah Hex, which is DC, but who the fuck reads Jonah Hex to their kids? You know, it was, (laughs) <laughs> and, and for the record, Jonah Hex is a disfigured character from the old West. Uh yeah. just hideously deformed. Hideously uh, bounty hunter. Anti-hero. Was, yeah. Yeah. Or warlord. All that kind of shit. My dad likes the weird stuff. Or Ghost Rider. Like, okay, Dad, thanks for reading this a comic about a satanic biker. But it's the kind of shit he liked. And so it's something from like the time of four or five. That's what we were going to sleep with like well that's normal right no okay oh yeah i mean when i was a kid i starting at that age i, I think i learned how to read no joke through reading comic books my parents would take me yes. to the, the drugstore or whatever and i'd grab stuff off the spinner rack and yeah. that's how it, yeah. i mean some of the biggest words in my vocabulary i think i learned from reading marvel comics as a small child I'm i convinced did of it Oh, I know I did. I would, I mean, like I learned about biofeedback and telekinesis and magnetism and, you know, what uh, telepathy was or robotics. Like, I mean, seven year olds didn't normally know that shit. None of my other friends did, you know? I, mean, I, I learned so, chemistry. I learned chemistry from the metal men. Oh, metal men were badass. Yeah. So metal I, men were awesome. <clears throat> I ask you all this because I, I'm at this point as an adult where I'm like, I really need to kind of catalog my collection have you done that god no uh well rez has because he's that guy um I and i would that guy god too. only oh yeah rez's collection is insane um mine i will go through phases where i'll just collect 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 and then i'll i've broken it up into different ones of um more westerns and martial arts you know and then just other graphic novels and certain things that I have. And um, like, you know, collecting stuff like that I had back when I was collecting like in the eighties, like that son of the demon, you know what I mean? Um, how amazing is that? You so know? amazing. So good. It's just so well-written. You know, the art was amazing. And, and we're, was we're like, talking, wow. we're talking Batman stuff here. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I should have, I mean, Russell Ra- Gould talking, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not, if I'm talking to a nerd, you already know. Like, you yeah, don't have to, but forget, we have to explain it for the norms that we're talking about Batman. Um, or, you know, but now Ed Brubaker's my favorite. Oh, my God. Know? I mean, and we lost Darwin Cook, which is just so fucking sad. So, Brube- Brubaker's a writer. Darwin Cook was a writer and an artist and one of the coolest, yep. most highly stylized artists of the past 30 years. I oh, my God. Well, you know what? One of the band's friends, and he did the artwork for our last record, is Michael Lark, uh, who did, uh, and, you know, he, uh, I just read the first edition of GCPD uh, with him and Brubaker, mm-hmm. and now they're turning it, like, into a show for uh, a- for HBO, which is going to be amazing. Totally agree. And Michael's one of the nicest people, and to have that guy do his art on our stuff, that's amazing. You know, he's so good. That run he did with Daredevil, oh my where God. Daredevil goes to prison. That's all him and Brubaker, you know? Yeah. So reading that, like, holy shit, that guy worked on our record, you know? It's so cool. All right, I'm going to let you 
let you bring the rock. You, the Rubberneck Tour doesn't stop for a podcast. You got to do your thing. The Toadies back in Chicago Sunday night at Metro. Donnie from the Toadies. Thank you very much. This is Carcon Carne, sponsored by Simple Solar. <laughs>